Welcome back to the Dad Vibes Podcast. I'm your host, Steve-O, and with me, as always, is your other host, Mark. Mark, how we doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. It's been a couple weeks since we've talked. I know, you know, and in typical fashion, when we take a couple weeks off, I completely forget about this show. So, guess who's got absolutely nothing prepared? Hmm. Well, that's okay. I mean, uh, I, I had a mistake as well over our, our little break that we had. Um, even though we haven't talked in two weeks, the listener probably didn't even realize it because uh, we did put out an episode on July 4th, which it was supposed to come out the day before, but, uh, <laughs> I kind of just got busy in the weekend and just totally, totally spaced the release date. And uh, I actually didn't, it didn't matter really all that much. I don't think. No, it didn't. I, I think the, the, the crowd came out, uh, you know, to listen anyways. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you just got you just got swept up in in freedom, dude. Who can blame you? Dude. Man, you know what? We had a ton of weather um here that weekend. So all my plans for the weekend got shifted around and it just it was it was hectic. Yeah, they I mean like they almost canceled the hot dog eating contest because Yeah. Yeah, but but the good thing is we do have you know, a true American hero in Joey Chestnut. <laughs> and that guy, man, <laughs> he is something else. Dude, he's a, he's a machine. Yeah, truly. The true machine. machine. I will say it's revolting to watch, but it. I mean, yeah. imagining the 4th of July without it is kind of hard. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, not pretty to watch. That's, that's for sure. No. no. Well, so did you have a good 4th? It ended up working out. Everything uh, ended up fine. We just shifted things a, a couple of days back. Um, we had a really rainy weekend, which changed just the order of which we were planning to do things. Um, but we got everything in, did everything that I wanted to do, really got to enjoy it. Um, you know, when I rank it on like, you know, we talked about our, our favorite memory of the holiday. I don't think it's up there. Maybe, you know, not top five, not top 10, maybe. But um, it was overall good. Yeah good yeah uh mine sucked <laughs> hmm, okay <laughs> now let me preface it with this you know the old expression when it rains it pours yeah mark it is cats and dogs over here at mm. our household. so let me start off by saying this uh friday morning i wake up th- and this is look this is uh, a testament to keeping your health in good standing and, you know, and just being old and sometimes you can't help it. But um, I woke up Friday morning with just with with what I know to be a gout flare up, okay. um, which attacks, you know, I don't know how many people know about it, but it's just like a uric acid buildup on your joints and it really attacks Mostly for me, it attacks, you know, my, the foot. Mm -hmm. So I felt it in my ankle and toes and things like that. And I knew I was very disheartened. I was like, you know, maybe I can get ahead of it. Maybe, maybe I can get on top of this. Uh, yeah, no, that didn't happen. So I, we went up to go visit my family. I full blown flare up, could not go golfing with my my boys, my dad, my brother, and my brother-in-law had to mm. miss out on the golfing trip. 
um, sat at home with a bunch of babies and, <laughs> you know, and just, and, and honestly on Monday just kind of worked and, you know, I'm back in school, grad school now is, is starting up for me. So I'm back in the swing of those, that, that whole ordeal. And I just, man, I just spent, you know, Sunday sitting around doing nothing Monday doing work and school work. And then Tuesday on the actual fourth, uh, the whole family came over. Parents did a great setup. They had stuff for the kids to play outside and, and water little water festivities for them to enjoy. Uh, and you know, it was, it was a good little get together, but, um, we, we headed back pretty early so we could get Jack down and ready Mm. for, and then, but yeah, man, from that point on, like the, the, like this, this time it really took a toll on me. And so like, I'm just now getting to the point where I'm getting over it. Uh, and so it's just, it's been a rough week just in that regard. Cammy's had to take on a lot of just doing things because I physically could not like get up to go do them. Yeah. Um, and then furthermore, like she's going through some stuff at work, like, you know, potential, like, you know, we're going to have to start looking for new jobs here soon. Like that kind of drasticness. And then Mm. most recently, most recently, Mark, I realized I'm coming to record the show. My laptop's dead. I can't record anywhere in this house, but my closet, because it's the only soundproof area. Uh, so I don't have any plugins in here. So I had to go get an extension cord, go under the bookshelf cabinet to get an extension cord, see rat crap everywhere in, in this cabinet. Oh no. And there's only one possible way they're getting in. There's like a little cutout that kind of goes towards the, um, it's like the, it's like basically an access point to the gas line for the fireplace. And so I know they're com- probably coming from the crawl space up through there and j- but like they weren't getting out of the cabinet. And so I just see rat turds everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just, now I'm like, great. <laughs> now I gotta <laughs> figure out how to like, thankfully there was no rat in there when I checked. Yeah. Uh, that would have been traumatizing. So that's um, why you relate. So yeah, that's why I'm a little late right now is because I had to one wipe down this extension cord to make sure <laughs> that, you know, it's not, it's sanitary to use. And then two, after this, I'm going to have to go and clean out that cabinet and do God's work. <laughs> Dude, it's just, it, like I said, it is pouring over here. We're we're in the struggle bus for sure. Mm. Uh, things just keep just keep hitting us. Um, I hate that I couldn't golf with my buddies, like or my my brother and my dad. Like it was just like that to me was so upsetting. Yeah. And and I know that like my so like my gout's very much like I'm not like a great eater, but I'm not like I don't eat a lot of red meat. I don't eat drink a lot of beer or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mine's very stress induced. And so with everything going on in our lives, like my stress levels probably just flared it up. But yeah, it's just, man, I was so, the fourth aside was a great day, but I was just so like, 
just bummed about everything else going on and you know and and now I got you know rats using my bookshelf as a as a toilet so <laughs> well I feel like you you don't go on very long stretches of chill time in your life um I mean we we all go through like you know hardships and it seems like they hit us back to back to back to back but man you know I you I feel like this is just almost like a normal checkup uh, from you on my end, uh, dude. You're not joking. I ha- like we call it the Chandler curse. Like mm. I like I don't know what it is that God has seemed to do, like deem fit for like who, what I've done in the past or what, like. But I have the worst luck. <laughs> I have pissed somebody off at some point, the wrong person, yeah. and. I am paying for it every day and I don't know how to fix it. Yeah. You ever have like a, um, like a near death experience where you're afterwards, you're kind of like really shaken up from it and you start peeking around every corner. Um, not so much a near death experience, but I have, let me put it. I've caused a near death experience that has done the same effect. Mm, um, yeah, there was a street that I lived on uh, a few years ago where the only way to exit off the street is to turn right. It's a yeah. one-way street. Mm-hmm. So I would always look left for oncoming traffic. Well, there's no sense in turn looking right because it's one way. So this one time I was at the stop sign. I look left. Okay, everything's clear. Traffic has moved on. I start to ease up. I l- turn my head naturally with the car and notice that there are three women walking right in front of my car, my car mm. that I almost pancaked and mm. completely would have just would have just changed my life forever. And I'm like, there now. Given there is no crosswalk right here. It's a you know, it's a little street outlet thing. They were just kind of walking. Um, there was no reason for me to check for pedestrians. <laughs> Let's yeah. put it that way. Mm-hmm. And furthermore, there's no reason a pedestrian should walk in front of a car like that. Always walk behind the car in the, in a residential area like that. Like, yeah. just to be safe. But yeah. for, regardless, had I not eased into that turn and and turned when my head when I did, oh man, could have changed my life forever. So yeah, yeah, I drive very cautiously now. I have had a couple instances recently. Um, like two months ago, I uh, was coming down the stairs in, in my house and uh, going to the basement. And the stairs aren't sloop, super like slippery or narrow or weird. They're normal stairs. And um, as I'm going down, I'm like texting on my phone, which I almost never do that. Like I, it, looking back on it, it seems odd for me to have been doing that. And as I'm just texting and going down the stairs like a normal human being, I completely lost my balance for like a brief moment, like a brief breath and quickly regained it. But I was still at the top of the stairs and I get to the bottom and I realize that like I could have just fallen all the way down the stairs like 30 stairs and um 
it just made me feel like I don't know, super cautious. Like, wow, I that could have been really, really bad. Like, maybe not mm-hmm. death, but like very, very bad. And then over this uh, holiday weekend, um, my dad came to town, and, and we were over at my sister's house, and we were doing some uh, some cleaning up of her backyard. She wanted some things cleaned up, and a couple of tree branches she wanted cut down. Um, my dad is really not tall, <laughs> so even with like a pole <laughs> saw. He can't really reach what we needed to get done. So I'm like, yeah, watch out. I got it. No big deal. Boom. Get up on this ladder. And these aren't like massive branches. They're not, they weren't like dangerously big or anything, but mm-hmm. um, I, I'm looking at it and how I'm about to go at cutting this. And I, and I tell my dad and my sister like, Hey, it's potentially going to swing and hit me in the back after I cut it. So if you could, ju- if you guys could catch it that way, it doesn't like impale me in the back. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah well um it didn't swing uh instead where i cut it it just fell straight down and the part that i had cut um hit me in the elbow and arm pretty hard and then furthermore jabbed into my ribs um <sighs> and it was not a great feeling i didn't fall off the ladder i didn't get like seriously impaled i didn't break any bones just some bruising and stuff but that's the second time that I'm like, man, like <laughs> I need to not do stuff like this because for whatever reason, the Reaper is like tapping on my shoulder. A <laughs> <laughs> rip shot's never easy to recover from. That's for sure. <sighs> yeah. So I don't know. It's just like you, you deal with all these things that happen to you mm-hmm. and it kind of just feels like you look back and you're like, what did I do wrong? Like, where did I go wrong with this? Like, why is yeah, this happening? I, yeah. I don't know what I've done in my life to, to merit the, uh, <laughs> the things that I've gone through. But look, I, what I do know is I'm very blessed. I have a beautiful wife that loves me dearly and I love her. I have a handsome son, healthy, happy, uh, and while a bunch, I, I, I'm a firm believer that there's inconveniences in life and then there's problems. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, back in 2011 or whatever, when I got diagnosed with like a brain tumor, that was a problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, dealing with job insecurities or unstableness, um, money issues, uh, financial woes, things like that, you know, house issues, things like those are inconveniences. Those are things that, yeah, it sucks to go through it. It's not anything any of us ask for, but it, it, it is part of life in a way. And you, you, you always end up looking back saying we, you know, everything turned out. Okay. Um, and that's where I, that's to me, like, if you got your health and you got loved ones around you, then you are like in great shape. No matter how bad all these little materialistic things are that are going on in your life, like you're in great shape if you've got loved ones and you've got, you know, a support system and you've, you've got people that you can rely on and that can rely yeah. on you. So while it does suck, you know, having to go through, uh, like, look, I know I'll get better. I know I can, you know, 
I would like to hope that I can get another chance to golf with my dad again and my brother. Um, you know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow, but I, you know, I heard a great, (laughs) there's like this great debate going on on the internet. It's not even really debate. It's more of like a, I guess a philosophical question. You know, if I gave you $10 million right now, would you be happy? Right. And the answer is like, yeah, that would solve a lot of my problems. I, you know, be pretty, pretty good shape. I'd be pretty glad about it. Okay. But if I give you $10 million and told you the only caveat is to get this $10 million, you don't wake up tomorrow. You're not probably going to take the 10 million, right? No. So in theory, we should be celebratory, you know, just as happy to wake up in the morning as we are to receive $10 million or just as grateful. Um, which is, you know, a nice way of looking at things, but like that, that's just kind of how I approach things now is like, look, I'm grateful for another day. I'm grateful for having my, you know, another day with my family. Like each, each day is a blessing. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's what kind of I'm telling my wife as she's going through all this, this hardship because she just, just (laughs) she's been going through it with the job market. Like she's just been bouncing around and, you know, trying to find something good and, and God bless her. She's for all, for all the bouncing around, she has made more money for this family than I ever have. Um, and I'm proud of her for that, but you know, she just feels like she's the problem mm-hmm. and, and it's really like, she just keeps finding herself in really bad situations or really just unprecedented circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is one of those things where, like, I, I understand where she's coming from, but, like, at the end of the day, each day you get with this company, just count it as a blessing because it's, you know, and then put your fillers out there if if we need to. That way we're prepared. Like, that's all we can do. We can only control what we can control. Yeah. So, you know, just take the money as it comes in and prepare for the worst in, in exchange. That's all yeah. we can do. Right. Yeah. That's for sure. I mean, I know just a little bit of, you know, some of that that you've shared with me off this podcast, but man, she, she, you have definitely given her some of that unlucky, just like energy. I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy. I know, bro. And honestly, like she's had a rough go at it with jobs since I've known her, Mm. like since I've known her, she has just had a, she, any good job that she's had where she's found like the fit and the company and the group and the organization, like it just didn't pay anything. Mm -hmm. And so like at each state and that's kind of what happens. Right. So when we first got married, she was working for uh, this nonprofit and doing, just doing wonderful things, working for wonderful people. And well, you know, we got married and it's like, okay, we kind of need more, money to to like get an apartment to sustain a life like you know we we need a little bit more and they you know they expressed that they could not offer her any more at that time so she looked she got poached from right around that same op time she got poached by someone else and so she she took it thinking okay this is you know an opportunity like i didn't go looking for it they found me well, then they just like turned against her maybe four months into her job and just tried to 
just do the wildest things and make it sound like she was, you know, at like stealing from the company, which was completely false. Mm-hmm. Um, and just accusing her of doing things that she was not doing, which, <clears throat> you know, and I, I don't know what was causing that, but that's just like, she found herself in a situation where all of a sudden these new people that they brought in did not like her <laughs> and they were going to make it very known. Well, then she goes to another organization. Guy hires her. She does, you know, he's very impressed with her. He brings in a new, her, her new manager. New manager's like, I don't want to work with her. Don't know why. She has given her no reason. It was within her first two weeks. She doesn't want to work with her. So they work it out to where she can resign with a letter of recommendation. But now she's back at the on the chopping block. At this point, she's like, just absolutely at her all-time low she's never had this happen before Mm. um then she goes and she finds another great job working at the the same place that i work and she loves it she's thriving she's doing great spends a good three or four years there but then we have jack and guess what we don't have enough money for daycare at this point so we need to figure out a way to make more money um and I'm at a good, stable job. So, like, and, and, and with it comes, like, a, uh, what's the word? Just the retirement program. I can't think of it. Pension. There it is. Mm-hmm. A pension after so many years. I'm vested. So, um, so I can't really, I'm not going to afford that and give that up at when I'm so close to getting vested. Yeah. So... She goes and she looks for another. Well, it doesn't work out. <laughs> and mm. then she gets poached by another company. Well, then that company, out of no, and, and you know the story here. Like she yeah. was the leading salesperson. She met all the metrics. And then all of it, literally out of nowhere, they say they're letting her go. Like out of nowhere. She was top performer meeting all their metrics, meeting all their goals, doing everything they ask, working her tail off nights, weekends, doing it all. And she gets canned out of nowhere, bro. Mm -hmm. And so then that, you know, brought her to this position, which she was very candid. Hey, I want a work-life balance. I want this. I want that. Like she was very forthcoming with what she needed in all her interviews because she was like, you know, I'm not going through all that again. I'm not working my tail off for a group of people who end up canning me for no reason out of nowhere anyways, when it's all for nothing. Yeah. In this job, she starts working. Things are great. She's like the golden child in the office. And then the CEO gets canned. (laughs) So they bring in a new CEO. They bring in a new manager that report that she'll report to. And bro, they have been on her I mean, re- things you can't even reprimand people about, they've reprimanded her for. Mm. And like, it just, it, the writing's on the wall, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that they're trying to run her out. Uh, they're just not saying it. So we're preparing for the worst at this point, but we're just, it's just so frustrating because all those situations, like, they're out of our control. It's not like she's doing anything to merit this now. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason I'm saying that is because of the timing of it all. Like 
these people have been working with her for two months. In two months, have they? I mean, and you've met Cammy. Like, you got to be a pretty. There's got to be a pretty weird thing about someone who can't figure out how to get along with Cammy. Yeah, like she's so sweet. Right, like she's going to be very kind. She's going to work hard. She's very kind. Like for you to try to find a reason to not want to work with her, that speaks more about you than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I I know she's not the problem, but trying to convince her of that <laughs> is very difficult. And I get why. Like she, it's been a reoccurring thing in her life for so long. Yeah, but yeah, I you know I say all that to say like. Might be in the job market here soon, <laughs> trying, trying to prepare for the worst. Uh, and it's just, man, it's just doesn't coming it, down. Doesn't it just feel like, without getting super religious or superstitious, um, doesn't it just feel like the world is in a weird place? Yes. Yeah, it seems yeah. like every day you wake up, you see something strange out of, out of the ordinary. Um, you hear all these things online and people around you going through hardships and it's just like it it feels like a really really weird time in the world yeah man and i've always kind of attributed it to the uh constant access we have to one another yeah i Mm -hmm. i just i've always felt like we were not designed to have the access to the number of people that we have access to yeah no doubt um, you know, I feel like that's what causes more anxiety now. Why, why you see a spike in anxiety, a spike in depression, a spike in all this stuff is because you have more access to hearing about all this stuff going on in the world and with people and everything. And it's depressing. And I'm not saying like you should be, you know, living under a rock or, you know, living in, you know, ignorance is bliss, but like it kind of is yeah. so, <laughs> because you, you just, when you you're exposed to some like people are just getting weirder, you know, yeah. things are getting more fit. You can't say anything without offending someone. And then if you offend that one person, you have to change your whole mentality or, you know, structure to accommodate one person. Mm-hmm. Whereas like when we grew up, it was like, Hey, either get in line or you find yourself out the door. Like, yeah, no, you know, if you were the oddball, no one cared. You were the oddball. You, mm-hmm. you, you join the group mentality or find somewhere where your group mentality aligns with you. Right. And I don't know. It just, yeah, you're right. It seems like there used to be a little bit more structure and regiment in the world. And we've said, you know what, maybe that wasn't such a good idea for whatever reason and have loosened the reins fully. (laughs) Yeah. And we're, we're just kind of seeing the repercussions of that. People are just going bananas out there it, it's it's really strange i don't know it's it it's so crazy some of the things you see on the internet you you know people going crazy on planes and in airports and and you just like p- parents doing weird things and um you know just people in general just acting so strange and i, I agree with you 100 it some of that is just because we have access to the information um and it's it's everybody's got a phone and the internet and I grew up in a, in a time where like most of my school career I spent without internet, like without Mm -hmm. internet accessible to me at all times and social media apps. Um, and then, you know, somewhere between my sophomore, freshman, sophomore, junior year, you know, that just absolutely took off. And looking back on it, I can see the changes that I went through with 
my peers and people in school and it it just really changed people yeah a hundred percent i mean like look i would not want to be a kid in today's world i no. i i would be as confused and misguided as i possibly could be i wouldn't know what to do with myself and furthermore i'd be terrified because everything you do can be caught on film for viral you know engagement mm-hmm and so it's just, it really is a, a like, I wish somebody would kind of step in and do something because you're right. I mean, like I grew up, you know, in a time where the internet was only accessed in libraries Yeah, <laughs> and, right. and so, you know, and so it was just one of those things like you didn't have access to it all the time and you didn't have, you weren't connected to people all the time. You didn't know what they were doing at all times every few minutes of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, and then these things start and when they came, when all these apps and stuff started coming out, like it was cool. It was new, but then businesses started corrupting it and started taking information and using it against you and for them. And, you know, and now it's like, now people are just creating stuff to spread misinformation, to spread negative, uh, communities and and just negative vibes out there Mm. and it's just yeah dude it's just speaking of negative vibes i do apologize for putting you on blast on instagram uh (laughs) i thought it was funny (laughs) but uh yeah i mean it's just it's one of those things like i don't i don't get where we went from like dude this aol instant messenger is super cool to like dragging people for something they did 15 years ago mm. you know when it was acceptable to say or do 15 years ago yeah and it's like you know there's there's always been you know like like you mentioned strange people or different or you know you and you hear about that you know on the news and things like that but now with the internet it's like so much more direct and like close to home and it could be your neighbor and it could be this person or that person you can't go online without seeing cases of like just the most disgusting things and i really truly feel like it has messed with people's ability to just be level-headed and and to just go about their day yeah it has i mean like my mom she's like i when i visit her she said something uh about how she you know saw this thing on facebook i'm like mom that's fake Mm -hmm. and she's like what and i'm like mom you gotta and this is where it's it's really hard it's like this is why people of a certain generation just don't need to be on certain things. It's not because I'm ageist. Like you haven't grown up in it. Mm-hmm. So you don't know how to decipher what's some random account trying to just draw attention to, to their post yeah. versus what actually might be real. Well, and, and it's getting harder and harder to do that with, with AI technology and, it very yeah no it it very much is and it's getting to a point where people I think people genuinely will stop using uh, social media platforms and other stuff just to get away from the fake of everything because you can't mm-hmm. trust if you can't trust a product you're not going to use it right yeah um and that and that has proven tried and true for years like if you do not have your users trusts you it it will come back to haunt you and 
you know, if people continue to let these just random accounts post whatever they want, post fake stuff all the time that's AI generated, that looks very real, sounds very real, then, I mean, people are going to be duped and deceived, and you're going to see a lot of damage from that. Yeah, Um, I mean, we give up a lot of security and privacy for convenience. mm Mm-hmm. You know, just like just being able to order food from you from your phone and have it delivered to your house, like you're giving you know people direct access to your location and and just yeah. all of these things. And it, you know, and I thought about that the other day. Like, if I don't tip someone enough, are they going to be enough a sociopath and just like randomly do something, vandalize my house, or you know, do something harmful yeah. to like you see that all it's the time? A scary. No- Right. It's a scary notion to think about when you think, oh, wow, this is super convenient, super cool. But what's the dark side of it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and like my dad, they got a new neighbor and he's, you know, grew up in this neighborhood the whole, all, you know, most of his life. Well, the new neighbor puts security cameras all over the house. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's like, that's just super weird. I guess she's I'm like, no, dad, that's just like the norm now. It is like yeah. people want to know what's going on at their house at all times. People don't trust anybody anymore because there's so many weirdos out there. Like you cannot send your kid out and say, go play. No, no, go find your friends and go play because there are so many weirdos out there right now. And it's so prominent. And you know, and if you did, you'd be locked up in jail as a negligent parent. Whereas our parents said, get out of the house and don't come back until the lights are on. Yep. <laughs> and at the very least, if you do that now, you you know, if, if not seeking serious consequences, being publicly shamed for that. Oh, yeah. 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 God help you if someone catches your kid walking outside and they want to film it on their ring cam mm. and be like, where's this kid's parents? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep no like it's just it's gotten out of hand really we we've gotten out of hand with a lot of stuff and uh you know it's just i don't know how you come back from it until unless you just do a full-on reset i i do like what i heard i don't know how true it is but i heard tiktok or somebody was running uh you know gonna start implementing um cutoff times Mm. for or usage times for kids under a certain age uh i think there's actually a bill going in that will prohibit certain social media apps or usage for kids of a certain age mm-hmm. uh it it needs to happen yeah like it just needs to happen um uh, kids don't need kids need to be kids in my opinion like we we've robbed a lot of kids not we but like just as a society kids have been robbed of their childhood because they've been exposed to way too much way too early yeah no it's like you know um you know like in these days with kids and social media and they're you know everybody's seeing what everybody else has and does and it's like you remember there used to be an old saying called keeping up with the joneses where Mm -hmm. you know you people wanted to live their life a certain way and kind of look like this do that and it but it was like within your community right and it was like people you were around now it's like you know there's influencers and and you're just supposed to do this stuff and do that stuff and it's like kids cannot you know live this way and then furthermore expect their parents to 
get, you know, allow them to live their life a certain way or provide things that they cannot provide for them. And then, you know, there's, you know, all of those things, there's so many problems that it's just self-evident um, when you go online. And, and I feel like we're talking about it now, but really we go about most of our day just shrugging it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what you're talking about, like, you know, you're lucky to keep up with the Joneses, but now people are expecting to keep up with the Kardashians. And it's like, right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, it's unattainable. And like, somebody needs to express, like, it needs to be broken down to these, like these kids, these influencers, they're getting paid to say and do certain things, or they're faking it to make it look like their life is better than it actually is. Like it's, you know, and maybe some of it's real. I'm not going to discredit mm-hmm. every influencer, but it, it's just a, I think it's something that we, you know, when you, back, I keep thinking like back in the day, you know, we used to watch MTV Cribs, right? Yeah. And you used to be like, oh my gosh, these people are living it up. Look how sweet they have it. Mm-hmm. And then years later, you find out it was all fake. Yeah. They rented the houses. They rented the cars. They did all that. Like they didn't own half the stuff they showed you. And mm-hmm. it's like your mind was completely blown. It's like you strived for like that to have a fridge like you saw in cribs where it was fully <laughs> stocked and had all this. And it's like, dude, that was like the production team's food that day. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it's just it. It's like you, you get misguided because you they're showing you all the fancy oh look at this look at this shiny new thing and it's like but re- in the reality it's not it's not attainable nope it sucks man but i hope we figure it out i hope i hope just like as dads that like we kind of can start shifting that back because i think we are you know like we're the first generation that's grown up with both the internet and know what it's like without it. So mm-hmm. my hope is that we can do a better job to kind of temper those expectations with our kids and kind of allow them to go touch grass with a balance of, you know, what, you know, what we've had, like, Hey, you can, you can have this in moderation, but don't live and die by it. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I don't know how we really got on this tangent, but it, it, I guess basically just like tying it to some of the weird things that you've gone through in your life and I've gone through in my life. And it's like, it, it just really feels like we are in a different time period than what our, our parents grew up in mm-hmm. and literally in every aspect. It just, it feels weird in the world. Yeah. Everything's way more expensive. Uh, and the salaries have not adjusted enough no. to 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 make you know what I mean? Like people are still paying thirty five thousand a year and wanting you to work forty hours a week. It's like, like who can live off that? Yeah, you know, it's like okay, yeah. if you want to pay someone thirty five thousand a a year, then cut the hours down because mm-hmm. there's like there is no way that that is a livable wage with how things are right now. And, you know, things are more just in your face all the time. And you don't even need TV because you can just go to your phone and be entertained by the most random people who are constantly filming things. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, uh, there are, are times where I've noticed myself even just watching like free content on YouTube more than, you know, Netflix or any of those things. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's bizarre, dude. It's just, it's really bizarre. I agree. Different times, crazy times. I hope we can figure out a way to make it better though. I really do. Me too. But uh, speaking of watching things, <laughs> I did want to lighten up the mood a little bit. Um, I heard a great question this week, and I kind of wanted to ask you uh, what your thoughts were on it because it, it just, I've heard, you know, everyone talks about like top five, this top five, that, but I wanted to get your take on sports movies and get mm. just, just your, your number, your top number one favorite sports movie across the board on all sports. And then obviously like an honorable mention for each one since, because it's be so hard to just pin down one. Okay. All right. What do you want to start with? Uh, let's go. Let's, I mean, let's just start off with our favorite. Let's go with football. Okay. Football. This is going to be super debatable um, because there are a ton of great football movies. Um, but with where I've grown up, and where I've lived and where my loyalties lie and what I've gone through in my life um, with this university um, to have a movie made about this particular player who has become a motivational speaker and, and kind of the, you can do anything kind of guy. Um, for me, my favorite football movie is Rudy. <laughs> Dude, and I know you're laughing because I know you probably could have guessed that. Oh my gosh, you truly are an Irish fan. Dude, I mean... What a homer. What a homer. But I will say, my honorable mention is one that you could probably put on your top top one, two, or three in in any argument. Uh, For me, it would be Friday Night Lights is my honorable mention. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I, I loved... I think Friday Night Lights, the show, is one of the best shows of all time. I couldn't get uh, into the show. I, I loved the show. I hated the Billy Bob movie. I loved it. I loved it. Oh, man, I couldn't. I, it was just boring to me and dry. But the show I absolutely loved. Um, Was it Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, Can't Lose? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my number one is Remember the Titans. To me, okay. it's just. Uh, you know, a period piece that is also just super, just, I, I love a heartfelt, I love an, you know, the, the triumph story. I love all of that. Everything about Remember the Titans makes it my number one football movie. I also love the soundtrack, which is a big thing for me. Uh, my honorable mention, because honestly, like, I also love to laugh, uh, is Waterboy. <laughs> I like to me it's just such a good like I know it's it, it's loosely about football but it's just so funny to me and you laugh you can watch it a hundred times and it never gets old Captain mm. Thano shows no mercy and <laughs> I just love it but I also like dude I also love the replacements little giants um actually I've seen one recently have you seen this one it's called American Underdog it's about Kurt Warner I have not that's I've been actually, told I need to watch it. It's really good. Um, and honestly kind of gave me a little bit of a headache trying to figure out which one I wanted to pick. But it's a really good story. Um, mm. and, and, you know, 
Very good movie. There is so many good. I mean, we left off, um, you know, uh, The Blind Side and mm -hmm. We Are Marshall, like radio, so many good football. I mean, it's it's truly tough to pick. Yeah, true. Uh, all right, your favorite baseball movie. Oh, this is easy. I, I kind of go um, the same way you did with your honorable mention for football. I love to laugh. I love a good baseball movie. Combine them, and for me, you get Major League. <laughs> okay. My honorable mention was The Sandlot. I think it, you know, we, we talked about this on our last episode about how it just kind of um, captures that feeling of one of those great summers as a kid and it's really great to to watch that and go back and have a little nostalgia so for, for the honorable mention the sandlot yeah well sandlot is my number one <laughs> because of all the things you just mentioned uh mm -hmm. it just you know i played baseball as a kid it just is very remnant of like what you go through when you move to a new town and you have to make new friends and you know what kids will do the links they'll go to do that and uh yeah it's just to me that's my that was my number one my honorable mention uh again resonates with my childhood rookie of the year okay uh because they don't make movies like this anymore and i think they should it is quite literally every childhood every child's dream right come true this is what this movie is we all wanted as a kid to play major league baseball and be a pro baseball player. But we didn't want to wait until we got to be an adult to do it. We wanted to <laughs> do it right then. And so mm -hmm. to me, this just captivates that childhood dream of like, how cool would it be if you could play with the adults and be a kid and what life would be like? Um, I would love to see like a reboot of this nowadays, um, you know, versus, you know, the nineties, but yeah, to, to me, that's it's just such a fun light-hearted and uh movie that just you know resonates with my childhood yeah actually and and recently uh at wrigley field on the anniversary day of that movie just was just a couple of weeks ago actually um they had him the, the actor who played henry rowan gardner come out and throw the first pitch <laughs> and sing take me out to the ball game and all the all the fanfare at wrigley field was uh based on rookie of the year the movie which i thought was really that cool yeah, that's super awesome. Oh, man. Why did that not go viral on the internet? <laughs> you know, those are one of those uh, things that you're you're in a niche following, you know? Ah, oh, man. I think there's some, I think there's a lot of Rowan Garner fans out there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, basketball. Basketball. For, for me, I didn't want to pick the obvious here. Um I went with something again that hits a little bit closer to home. It's a story that I'm very familiar with. Um, mm. Talked about in small towns around these parts um, forever. It has been, um, and that would be the movie Hoosiers. Mm -hmm. Saw this one coming. <laughs> yep, yep. And then for my honorable mention, you know, there's not a lot to me. There's some good basketball movies. Um, few come close to recreating the feeling of watching Space Jam for the first time. So what is the obvious? You said you weren't going to go with the obvious. Space Jam. That oh, was okay. my honorable mention. Oh, okay. okay. I gotcha. feel like that that's the obvious choice. Space, Space Jam is really good. Um, but I think, I don't think that it, it withstands the test of time for me. Really? I, I, maybe I'm wrong. I haven't watched it in a while. I do, I do like it. 
I d- and I loved it as a kid. Let's be honest. Like, Dude, was- you just need to wait for Jack to be old enough to sit down and watch that movie with him, and that will change your mind. Maybe. I think the fact that LeBron tried to reboot it, like, soured it a little bit for me. But mm. maybe, maybe, maybe I just need to give it, you know, keep it locked away in a special place. <laughs> I kind of have a opposite take about basketball movies. To me, I love basketball. It's one of my favorite sports to watch and play. Um, but I don't think that they make a lot of great movies uh, regarding basketball. I think mm-hmm. that they're all pretty much the same spin. The buzzer, you know, the last second buzzer beater shot. Uh, does he make it? Does he not? Like, like I would love to see a, and maybe there is, maybe I haven't seen it. I would love to see like a March Madness made movie, you know, mm-hmm. or a Prince or Cinderella story made movie. Uh, yeah. But uh, Hoosiers is a great one. Um, I I honestly thought that was kind of like too obvious to use but to me i actually watched one that was very different uh in terms of how they make basketball movies and it's called hustle i don't know if you've seen it it's with adam sandler adam sandler yeah 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 Mm -hmm. yeah uh that was an absolutely great movie i enjoyed it very much and uh to me it is probably my number one over all the coach carters and hoosiers and all that just because they're they all seem similar to me just Mm -hmm. same but different yeah. And then my honorable mention uh, is, you know, hey, man, it, it's Teen Wolf. Um, <laughs> Teen there's, Wolf. <laughs> there's something about just I love a movie that goes so off the wall and says, hey, we're going to put you in this world and we're going to suck you in. And then we're going to make you feel like this actually could happen. And this is what would it be, it'd be like if it did. I love movies that just put you in a different world. And yeah. a werewolf playing basketball. Like, <laughs> give it to me all day like i thought that i and i love michael j fox so like <laughs> yeah for sure. just fun movie for me yeah. all right um soccer soccer i only have one soccer movie okay. that i there are few few and far between again um you can get into some more historical ones obviously there's you know the pele movie um but for me you combine soccer with comedy with one of the greatest comedic actors of my oh, time, at least oh growing man. up. I think I, I think was... it's got to be kicking and screaming. Oh, okay. I didn't think. Uh, okay, so that's with Will Ferrell. It is yeah. okay. So, I, yeah, for these next few categories, like I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't watch a lot of movies regarding them, so. <laughs> The people are probably going to be like yelling and screaming who are big like soccer fans. But <laughs> yeah. so my first one actually isn't a movie. It's I kind of have to go through a loophole. It's a show. Um, but if you binge it, then it isn't not a movie, you know. So uh, uh, um, to me, it's the the English game. Uh, okay. It was a, basically, I guess, about how soccer formed in England uh, and. I thought it was a super entertaining, super good show. Uh, then my honorable mention, uh, this just kind of speaks to where we are in our age, because when you started saying comedic genius, <laughs> I don't know if he's a comedic genius by any means, but um, he did this movie, and I remember watching it as a kid. I remember thinking it was hilarious, and it's called Ladybugs. Really? And it's got, Ro- it. it's got Rodney Dangerfield in it. 
and oh. <laughs> it was i just remember it basically i think it was his nephew or his grandson or something like that was uh wanting to play soccer or needed to, or he needed someone to play soccer and he dressed him up as a girl to play on this girl's team and they were like just dominating and having it was it was a it was a fun comedy soccer movie hmm. all right uh golf golf yeah i only got one um and I, i'm pretty sure you know where i'm going to go with this um even though i i you know i get into golf I don't think there's been a ton of great golf movies. I know, um, you know, a lot of people like Caddyshack, um, but I, I think there's one that just stands out as one ridiculously funny, quirky, kind of stupid, <laughs> but also, um, you know, has some uh, cool uh, cameo appearances, um, and it's going to be Happy Gilmore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree. <laughs> like uh and honestly you could interchange these two because for me it was caddyshack or happy gilmore like yeah. um and you're right i don't think there's a lot of i mean like it's not real easy to make uh golf entertaining from a movie standpoint especially when the sport is like so rule regimented and you know the uh, the the announcers they talk like this mark and yeah. <laughs> you know it's very hard to you get people to watch a movie where it's just such a dry sport mm-hmm. um and i think caddyshack and happy gilmore kind of bring the the vibes of what golf is to every other person who plays which is it's a time with the boys it's it's humorous to watch your your boys choke at, at the golf course it's <laughs> fun to kind of just like you know just cut up and and have a good time and and i think these like kind of bring the humor and the fun that is golf for us amateurs (laughs) and and they 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 you know it's just fun yep all right so the last one i got is hockey yeah i've got two i've got one that i would say is a clear favorite and the other which would be my honorable mention um the clear favorite for me i think it's probably another obvious pick um, one of the greatest hockey stories um, that have ever been translated to film, and certainly maybe even one of the greatest hockey stories to ever be in actual history, and that would be uh, the movie Miracle. Mm-hmm. And then um, my honorable mention is also kind of like loosely based on hockey, um, more about a specific position or a player um, who kind of just goes out on the ice to fight and create you know, chaos and penalties and things like that. And uh, it, that's the movie called um, Goon. And that stars uh, the guy from American Pie. I can't think of his name right now. He's an American Pie and role model. Like Seth or something. I Maybe. can't remember. I can't, uh, I can't remember what it, but Goon. If you haven't watched Goon, watch Goon. Yeah, I haven't watched Goon. I kind of, I, I've, when I was trying to come up with hockey movies, I looked, I saw that kept coming up and I was like, man, I haven't seen this one. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. And yeah, I uh, now I'm kind of intrigued to watch it because I want I want to check out. I don't watch a lot of hockey movies. Uh, I got into hockey when I was very young in the 90s, and the reason I got into hockey was because of this movie right here, uh, and that's The Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Um. Look, you know, nothing puts the flying V. You know, you can't put anything over the flying V. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, Miracle was my honorable mention because it is, you know, it's a true story. It's a great story. But, uh, you know, I 
the movie that even just got me into hockey to begin with, I mean, it was the Mighty Ducks, Emilio Estevez. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, it's just, I don't know. I don't know if it was like the great soundtrack. I don't know if it was the story. I don't know what it was. But as a kid, man, I loved every bit of it. I could still watch it to this day um, as a as an adult and I still get, you know, jacked when I see the flying V. And so <laughs> I just, I don't know. It got me into hockey. Uh, I played roller hockey as a kid solely because of this movie. Mm. And, um, you know, and, and I would have put two and three as honorable mentions, but I didn't want to be lame. So I, that, that, that's my, uh, hockey, yeah. hockey takes, you know, you bring up an interesting point about like the mighty ducks and, Really, like when I zoom out and look at movies from the 90s and early 2000s, those are some like really, really special movies in, in just in my like in my mind, just because of the way those some of those movies made you feel when you watched them. Yeah, dude. Like, and that's what I'm like, that's what got me going about all it. It's like they don't make mo- like in the 90s. They were cranking out sports movies almost every summer. Yeah. And at least two of them. And so... They really either they ran out of material over there in Hollywood, or I don't know what happened. But to me, I just feel like there's so many great stories that can be told Mm. through the lens of sports, and they just kind of quit making them, and and now they're kind of rebooting some of the same stuff that's already been done, Mm. and it's just I don't I don't get it. But it's just like man, they're I yeah the '90s were just to me a lot of those movies got me into. I mean, like the Little Giants, yeah. like a great, great football movie. Wanted me, it got me into wanting to play football. I couldn't because my parents wouldn't let me. <laughs> but you know, it got me into playing football. Um, and it's just it, you know, there's just certain movies that I think as a child, they just really they grab you, and it's hard to let go because you can take that movie and then kind of connect it to something tangible in your life as a kid like a sport yeah (laughs) and so you know i i can't tell you how many times kids i grew up with trying to knuckle puck uh (laughs) playing roller hockey because of that movie and so like it's just you know they, they really do need to get back to like i said before we need to get back to letting kids be kids and making things like they make so many movies now with parental innuendos to keep mm-hmm. the adults engaged and mm-hmm. it's like who cares like let the kids have fun yeah yeah i agree i mean now that my daughter is getting um a little bit older where she can go back and watch i can show her movies from my childhood because honestly a lot of the movies i watched as a kid weren't weren't necessarily animated they they weren't mm-hmm. they were they were you know they were um uh what what they call today um uh, what live action live action yeah like <laughs> I, I don't sorry but like but I watched some great movies as a kid that were not animated so I was able to show her like the Indian in the cupboard um oh yeah and she's finally at an age where she can like enjoy something that's like not animated and has doesn't have to be colorful and flashy all the time to keep her interest yeah that's I mean you're right like I think that's what they do they just say hey like how can we just make this visually appealing to kids and mm-hmm. then uh, most recently we watched <laughs> the Lorax. I don't yeah. know if you've seen that one. Yep. Uh, I hadn't seen it. And so I watched it with the kiddos over the fourth 
And then we actually have the book. So I read it and I was like, that movie's nothing, nothing like the book. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I was like, but man, if they had taken both kind of components from, I mean, like they, they obviously did take components from the book, but if they kind of kept it true to the story, it might've been a better, it was a, it was a good movie. It was a good kids movie, but it, it felt like as an adult watching it, it just had an agenda behind it, which I know a kid's not watching it through that lens, Yeah. but it felt more of like a, in, eco-friendly environment saving yep. agenda versus the book kind of had that same undertone but it was more about it wasn't it wasn't revolved around a guy trying to impress a girl you know right. what i mean yeah like and so i i don't know i understand you got to create a story to keep it captivating and, and keep an audience engaged but at the same time like do it maybe through the lens i think people have forgotten what the lens of a child is like yeah no and, and it's like we, it, there's a, a clear difference between agendas in movies and um like life lesson type undertones right which i think mm -hmm. is what you're you're saying the difference between the book and the movie it's like there's there's maybe some life lessons there that you know dr seuss was writing about that hollywood turns into oh let's apply this agenda to it and like that is so common today in kids movies it is all about agendas and like it's it's almost sickening yeah and like i said like as a kid you know they're probably not processing that way no and that's another thing i kind of hate that parents do is they they filter all the things that their kids can consume and watch as through the lens of an adult and it's like your kid is not processing it that way <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what i mean like we watched some heinous heinous disney movies yep. from the 40s 50s and 60s yep now we came out i think fairly okay yeah we all got our problems i get that but we as kids did not watch i mean i remember my mom and dad letting me watch kindergarten cop as a kid uh -huh. with arnold schwarzenegger yeah that movie is awful <laughs> <laughs> like, i mean it is rough and so, like, but as a kid, I just saw an action hero playing a, a cop and a teacher. Like, I didn't process anything else. You know yeah. what I mean? And so I think we, I think we do, I, I think there's a fine line of trying to give your kids enough credit to understand what they're watching but and protecting them, but also, like, maybe understand that they're also kids and the way they filter stuff is not always the way you're filtering stuff. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mark, for an unplanned, uh, <laughs> unplanned episode, I think we did all right filling up time. We didn't do too bad. I mean, this is probably going to be a very different episode from a listener standpoint than the way that we've structured most of the, most of these episodes. But, uh, you know, we probably, I, I think we're really leaning into the, the dad vibe part of, of our name here in this, in this episode. We might not be talking dad stuff all the time, but we're talking about it through a dad, through the vibes of a dad lens. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, is there anything else you want to cover? No, I'm good. All right. Well, as always, we appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate the feedback and, uh, you know, the constructive criticism we get on social media. Thank you guys so much for reaching out and engaging with us. Any chance you get an opportunity, we surely do appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week on the pod. Catch you later, Mark. Later.
，拜拜。